created live on Fireside. Welcome to Office Hours with Dr. DeVoe. We are live from the C2E, the Commit to Excellence Conference, Leadership Conference right here in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, We are absolutely thrilled to be here uh, for our final day of the conference. We just uh, finished a show with the faculty, and now we are going to bring some students in. And I am joined by Jules. She is a student at New Hampshire. You're at NHTI? Okay. Tell everybody what is NHTI, where are you, and what do you do there on campus? So I'm at NHTI, which is New Hampshire Technical Institute in Concord, New Hampshire. Um, On campus, I'm the VP of Student Senate. Awesome. I am studying mechanical engineering technologies. Um, and I'm looking at a minor in business. That is great. And so what year are you, Joel? I am a freshman. You're a first year student. Okay. And where are you from? Where's home? So I'm from Manchester, New Hampshire. Manchester, Manch Vegas, as people call it. Okay. So what brought you to the conference? So the conference was offered to any student senate um, members. And so that's the main reason why I'm here. Great. And so um, I know you have things written down for me. I do. Okay. So, but before we get to the things written down for you, I want to ask you a few questions so I can kind of get to know you a little bit. Okay. So, um, so when you decided to come and all that, what were you hoping to get out of the conference? What was kind of the motivator besides spending a weekend in Boston? Um, I'm always down for an opportunity to self-improve. Okay. Um, and I knew that I could gain leadership skills by being here and anything that's going to help me lead is a transferable skill. Yeah. So I was so ecstatic when I, when I was given this opportunity to be here. That's great. That's great. And, um, are you the first in your family to go to college or are you, uh, Um, there are other folks who've been to college in your family? So both of my parents have, um, bachelor's degrees. My brother just got his master's degree. Oh yeah. I am not a first year college student, but, uh, two generations above me. Yeah. Um, my grand, my great grandfather didn't even know how to read. Yeah. Um, they were, they migrated from Canada down to the United States, yeah, Manchester, yeah. New Hampshire. To... There's lots of French Canadians yes. in New Hampshire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, it's the exact story of going to the mills to find work. Yeah, yeah. And so over the past two generations, we've had a lot of education rise yeah. in our family. That's great. That's great. So when you were thinking of coming on the show, what were some of the things you wanted to ask? Um, so I'm actually interested in podcasts in general. Oh, wow. I I love listening to podcasts. It's one of my favorite things. I love reading podcasts. Um, I'd like to have my own podcast one day. It's It's one of my dreams. Um, so one one of the main things I wanted to ask was like having your own podcast. What do you recommend to someone who one day dreams of having their own podcast? Mm. And the main thing is, I wonder if I should wait longer so that I have like achievement to stand on yeah. or if what I have to share, I'm aware what I have to share is already valuable, yeah. but it, do I, should I hold credibility behind that with experience yeah. 
and wait to do that? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I think that, you know, sometimes people get hung up on podcasting because they're like the mechanics of it all. Like, do I have a microphone? Do I, can I do this? This seems hard. It's like, it's not that hard. All those things you're of a generation of human that this kind of thing, that technology piece is not going to be the part that um, kind of intimidates you. Okay. What I would say is you have to start to develop that kind of what kind of voice do you want to have? And not, I'm not just talking about your speaking voice. It's that what is your perspective? What is your position on, on, on topics? What, what have you been thinking about in terms of a topic area or are you just still trying to figure that out? Yeah. So I'm very deep into like spirituality. Okay. And so I feel like that would be one of my main topics. Yeah. I feel like I can tie anything into like a spiritual value. Okay. And so I think that would kind of. And there is absolutely every, the, the reason there's so many podcasts out there is there's audiences for so much. Okay. And I think that, you know, I think one of the things that I've done as I've been developing this and other podcasts, I've done a bunch of podcasts. Okay. And my very first podcast was, um, with a colleague and friend of mine, uh, we called it twin XL. And, um, it was a podcast for parents sending their kids off to college. Okay. And the reason we called it twin XL is if you've ever lived in a residence hall, it's a, it's the twin XL is the size of the bed. And it's, as my, my husband said, that's a very inside baseball title. And I'm like, I kind of like it. And it was fun. Right. And, um, one of the things that happened there is because I didn't know and I didn't have equipment like I do now and that sort of thing, um, we ended up going to a studio called Pod 617. And Pod 617 is based in the Boston metro area. And all this, uh, the guy who runs it, um, he's just, his name's Dave. He's a wonderful guy. Um, he has a long history in radio. Um, and he did all the work. He did all the tech work. He bought, he published it out there and all that. So it took that idea of, of the intimidating factor out of it for me because he did all that other stuff. He made sure it got distributed and all that. Um, and that was really great because it gave me someone who could kind of be a, a guide through the technology piece, but also what are some of the things that he's seen from producing so many different podcasts? He had a lot of podcasts that he was producing. Um, When the pandemic happened and we weren't able to be in the podcast studio with him, that's when I said, all right, I'm going to try something else. And that's when I got onto this platform, uh, Fireside. And it allows for me to do my podcasting literally from my home. I can distribute it. I can do all that kind of stuff. I learn a lot by listening to other podcasts. So like my favorite interviewer is a comedian by the name of Mark Marin, and he has the WTF podcast. It's been around for a long time. Um, Thousands of episodes. He's interviewed everybody from Barack Obama to like some of the, he started out just interviewing comedians and then he got into musicians and politicians and, you know, other actors and things like that. Um, and uh, social activists and things of that nature. He always starts the show off, whether he realizes it or not, and I'm not sure if it's intentional, but he always talks about, you know, and he'll, he'll start learning things about the person as a person, not just about them as an actor or, or as, a, um, as a musician. And I learn a lot from that because I don't wanna steal how he starts a show but I definitely like the fact that he 
brings people in and you now connect with them in another way. You know, um, he oftentimes asks them about their parents or their upbringing or where they're from or uh, siblings and things like that. Your voice is important, okay? And I would say to you, if you have a desire to start podcasting, um, that you can actually start to do that now, okay? Because you're developing your voice, you're developing your thing. You, the, the podcast you, you start now is not gonna be the same that you do five years from now, okay? Or 15 years from now. And in the case of Mark Marin. It is, it is developed over time, okay? Um, and there's people who have kind of started and stopped and, and brought in a different voice or whatever. Um, but I would say to you is you should start now and grow with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, part of me is like, I know that I'm going to shift over the next, of time but yeah I think that's what you're supposed you're to you're supposed to do that yes you're supposed to grow and you're supposed to evolve and all that kind of thing yes right yes, yes. so it's to be expected yeah and um I wonder like is what I'm putting out now I know it wouldn't necessarily be what I would be putting out in say five years right because right now I'd be looking at more of a like me discussing different topics mm -hmm. versus like being able to set up a bunch of interviews, which yeah. is what I would eventually like to be able to do yeah. is yeah. just do those interview conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I wonder if looking back, like in the future, if I'd be like, oh, I wish I didn't put that out because I wasn't able to do those interview conversations. Right. But I guess it really is just no, a growth it being is shown. A, it is absolute a growth being shown. And those interviews can be people like, I'll be honest with you, the people who I started, we, we, when I did my first podcast, Beth and I would be kind of the, the back forth, back forth. And then we decided, you know what, let's add some people to the mix because we're not experts in everything. Okay. Like I have a background in residence life, uh, student conduct, student leadership, that sort of thing. Beth's background is a uh, wellness program. So she is a health promoter. She's a master's in public health. Um, she's not a clinician. She's run health centers. She currently runs a health center. Um, but neither of us were say career services experts. Neither of us was career was uh, academic uh, advising experts. Okay. We can talk about academic advising, but it'd be better to have someone on who's an expert. Right. Um, and so we added people to the show when we had a topics and that sort of thing, but we didn't just call cold call people who were like, I heard this person's the best person who talks about this. Like we call people we knew, right. You have people, you know, and I don't think that there is enough opportunity out there to, to hear from young voices around things that matter to them. I really don't. I think a lot of the podcasts you see out there are people, old farts like me, talking about stuff, right? And I think it would be fascinating to have a space, especially one where it's around spirituality, where students, um, you know, kind of peer group could sit around and talk about things. And the great thing about podcasting is if you get the right technology and the right um, platform to do it on, like something like Fireside, um, you can be anywhere doing it. So you could be in New Hampshire 
and then you've met, maybe met someone here at this conference or you connect with someone on Discord or something like that. And you're like, would you be on my podcast? And you're like, yeah, do I have to come to New Hampshire? No, all you have to do is this. And you could do it from your room. You could do it from a closet. Like I, I, would, I was interviewing someone one time and um, as you can tell, I don't mind ambient sound. I don't mind the fact that this feels like a lived space because we're at a conference, right? Um, but when I'm re regularly doing the show, it's a little more background, like not a lot of sound in the background. Like when every so often my dog will bark and I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, but I had a guy and, I, and we're talking and the thing about Fireside, you see yourself on the camera here, um, when you use your own phone and you are broadcasting, I'm on my phone, he's on his phone. Um, and I'm like, are you in a closet? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you in a closet? He goes, well, um, I have a two-year-old and it's bedtime and I wanted it to be quiet. I'm like, okay. Um, and that sort of thing. But you can do these things from anywhere. And I think that one of the, the cool things, I mean, my daughter is a lot, uh, is a bit younger than you. She's still in high school. She has friends that she's met on Discord um, that live in all kinds of con like countries far, far away, yeah. right? And, you know, not that she would do this because it's not in her personality, but if you're doing a podcast and you want to have somebody to have a conversation with, and you're like, you know what, I met this person, they and I have um, similar kind of in, uh, passions about uh, spirituality, maybe they'd be interested in being on my podcast. It's fine. And that's one of the really cool things I think about podcasting. You can do it anywhere, um, especially linking up through Zoom and other other uh, technologies that are out there. Um, there's great ways to do it and you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. That answer your question? Yes. It yes, doesn't I mean did. you have to do it tomorrow. Oh, but it, you feel like you should, right? Right. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, like to be honest with you, what the hell? It's like, what's stopping me? Exactly. That's what I think. Like, why am I resisting this thing that's been calling to me for so long? Then just know? do it. Right. 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 It's just do it because so you so you do it and it didn't work out so well. Okay, well, I'll fix it the next time. Yeah. It's I, not a big deal. Right, and you and you're learning and you're growing, and I think that even the listeners that would be listening to a spiritual podcast, especially, could understand that everything is a progress and mm -hmm. there's a progression of things. You right. can't you can't be excellent overnight. You no, know? no. Speaking with excellence, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think this ties in really well with my next um, like question mm -hmm. I wanted to ask was, so I believe that like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Everything comes to us. Um, in like perfect timing and whenever you're ready it will just kind of appear in your life because right. whatever you desire will come in because it's meant for you somehow yeah and so I struggled a lot with like control issues mm. growing up and so learning to like let go and let things just come to you at the right time mm. has been a, a, a very long process for me mm. and so like I was wondering if you have anything to say about letting go of control yeah. and allowing things to come in yeah. and just, I learned a lot over the, the course of this, this conference even about just like taking it step by step yeah. instead of poking everyone, you have that big vision, right. but we got to take it step by step by step. Yeah. Not, you can't run the whole stair set because yeah. then you're going to get burnt out. You're going to yeah. get tired. No, I, I think it's really important for you to be thinking about that right now is that idea of I, you can't get from point A to point Z 
like overnight. Okay. Um, and that idea of control, I, you know, I, I even say this, I used to do a seminar for new professionals who are trying to kind of move their way up to like their next step. Um, and I said, there's going to be some things you have to give up. Okay. Um, and, you know, it, you don't have to do everything. Okay. And as a leader, your ability to delegate is probably going to be one of the most important things that you do um, in terms of uh, building that leadership acumen. Okay. Um, when you're a truly a great delegator, then you, then you can actually start to really fix that control thing you have. Okay. Um, because when you hand off something to somebody and you say, I would like it to be done by this day, and this is my level of quality that I'm expecting, then they make their own way to that level of quality. Okay. You don't have to do it for them. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear people say like micromanagers and things like that, they've never truly kind of embraced this idea of delegation. Okay. But I think some of that is really about control. Okay. Now there's going to be some things in your life that you say, no, I always need to have some control over this. Okay. I think that's okay. Okay. And what I mean by that, like, so when I was doing that, that seminar with folks, I would sometimes say to them, like, first, for instance, I like to design, I, I was a journalism major in college and I had to do, um, you know, layout and design was one of the things I had to learn when I was in college. I learned to how to lay out a magazine, how to make things look appealing. Why do people read the way they read? Like, you know, there's a reason a magazine looks the way it does. It's not just because someone just throws things on a table and, and makes it work. Okay. So that's something I, I was trained in and I have an eye for, and I have little to no patience for bad design. Okay. So I knew as I was going up through my life, I still, there's still things I'm like, I, I want control over this design. I don't need to have control. I want to have control over this design. Okay. But other things, maybe how it was written, maybe the, um, kind of tone I might give that up. I'm going to say, you write it. I'm going to design it because I know that that's what I care about. Okay. So there is okay for you to say, I know I have little to no patience for bad X. So I'm going to always want some control over this. Mm -hmm. There will be a time in your life and it probably won't happen very soon. Okay. It happened with me like probably seven, eight years ago. So, you know, probably my late forties. I finally met somebody who I was like, I will trust you to do the design. That took a long time. It took a long time. Okay. But I also, there were points along the way where you said, I don't have time to do this right now the way I want. So I'm going to have to give up some of it. Um, but it is okay for you to still have some things that you want to have control over. I do want to say one other thing. In the last few years, because we have all kind of had been stripped from our ability to control things, okay, either because you had to do learning on Zoom or you missed your, your junior prom or you didn't have this normal high school experience, uh, your generation, um, any, I shouldn't say your generation, all of us over the next probably two to five years are going to have control issues. 
we're armed because we were of this, like, we need permission to do certain things. We need to have, you know, we have to either have a vaccination card or we have to do this or we have to do that. Like, and I'm not, this is me saying, these are all things that help us be able to have a normal life. We wouldn't be able to have this conference if it wasn't for vaccines. We wouldn't be able to do the things we're doing because of certain rules and regulations, right? But there's also that idea of like, I, I had the control taken from me by making me be in my home and learn in certain ways and work in certain ways. And we're gonna have control issues. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not, it shouldn't be depressing. No, and I think that's a valid point too, is that we're all going to, like it, it's a heightened sense of yeah. the control issues. And I think that I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. So that's an interesting point that you bring up. Yeah. And it's true, like, it, we are only in control of what we're in control of. Yeah, So absolutely. I, I guess, like, what I'm reflecting from this is I'm in control of my actions and mm -hmm. the next step I take. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can be in control of. I agree. I, I'm not in control of if anyone watches or people's responses to um, whatever I do. Mm -hmm. I'm only in control of me and my yeah. actions. You put out your best product. You put out your best best mm -hmm. self and when people tune in or they read it or they see it and they go wow she really did a great job with that that was that was great um and or well you know what she could have done a little different was this okay fine i i did it the best i could mm -hmm. okay and i'm always looking to get better i'm always looking to progress i'm always looking to achieve better things and and that's you know i think when people kind of look at um, the idea of um, control and quality and are therefore then unwilling to take in feedback, that's a problem. If you ever find yourself in this control mode and someone gives you some constructive criticism that's set from the right place and you're like, what do they know? Okay, now you've got a problem. Now you're limiting your quality okay and your expansion of skill and quality and competency because you're unwilling to hear a another voice okay so would you say that the controlling isn't necessarily an issue unless it gets to that point because yeah. i do feel that i'm very good at taking criticism yeah. i seek more criticism than I'm even given because okay. I, I like constructive criticism. Right. I like to do better. Well, when you talk about control, what are the things that you feel like you have too much control over? I guess it's more so a matter of like, I want it to be this way. Why isn't it this way Got yet? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's more of like, I, I guess it's a patience thing. Yeah, you, like you, I you, see my potential yeah. and I'm so frustrated that I'm not there yet. Yeah. But yeah. clearly there's things that have to come into yeah. my existence before I can achieve those that yeah. said potential one of the things you were talking about at the beginning when i was asking you about your family and that sort of thing is like you saw in the lineage of your family various points along the way where life improved the mm -hmm. quality of life improved okay you're not working in a uh lumber mill you're not right. in a space where you are doing that kind of work it's good work it's important work it's honest work this is not me judging the work but you've seen over time is that one of the things that makes 
a, a lot of us, um, especially in the American experiment that we live in, um, is always about this idea of our, we want the next generation to be better than the last, right? Right. And whatever that it looks like, okay, whether it be about education, whether it be about earnings, whether it be about positionality in life and, and comfort, um, but we want to be better than the previous, okay? And you have an itch to be better for yourself. And I'm sure your family sees this itch uh, as well um, or has instilled something in you that has created the itch, mm -hmm. okay? Absolutely. And we have to realize that, that pacing is important. Um, we need to pace ourselves. Things don't happen overnight, all right? And this isn't about earning it. I, I don't necessarily buy this idea of earning it, okay? Because there's some people out there who are super wealthy who just definitely didn't earn it, okay? It, it fell on them because of family position or whatever the case may be. But this idea of, of I don't like people to have to say, you have to wait your turn. I don't like when people say you have to, you know, kind of, earn that spot, you can actually be, I mean, we've seen people who are um, exceptional musicians say, you know, you're like, this person's 12 years old and they're performing at Carnegie Hall. That's crazy. Well, that's, that is innate talent. And so should this person who's 12 years old, who can literally sit down with the New Hark Philharmonic and play the violin and at this ex exceptional level be told, you have to wait your turn? No. Now, how many of us are like that? Very few. Your impatience, your desire, your knowledge of I know I can be better is your inner drive. What you don't want to do is you don't want to cap out at 22 years old and say, I am the best that I'm going to be. You're not. You're just not. Okay? This is the best you're going to be for 22 well, what happens to 23 and 24 and 25 and 52 and 53 and 54 and 55? Okay. So that inner drive, that inter inner fuel of you knowing that there's something better is not a bad thing. You have to probably start to not so much get in touch with your control issues. You need to get in touch with your patience issues. And I think it's mostly a patience with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you we're our own worst enemy, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to that stuff, you're like, why have I done this? Why, have I, you know? And I, you know, you oftentimes hear people like beating themselves up over like, should I have done this better? Should I have done this differently? That sort of thing. If you're able to kind of look at yourself every day and say, what did I do for myself today to bring myself up? to make myself feel valued, to make myself put myself in a situation where I did better work. Those are all things you can kind of put on yourself, but this, I don't put yourself down. You know, um, I have a, a coach that talks to me about, you know, if you start the day and, you know, things just go off the rails, it happens. Okay. How do you stop once you're off the rails to be able to, to like kind of recenter yourself and say, what does the rest of the day look like to make the best day I can make it? Okay. You may have gone into the day with your long list of things to do and all this stuff that you knew you were going to get accomplished. And then the power goes out or, you know, like happened to me in my, you know, ripped from the headlines in my life. So, you know, the coffee carafe 
dropped, shatters on the floor, no coffee, glass, all that kind of thing. And you're like, is this going to set my day in terms of what is my projection for the day? What is my intentionality for the day? What is it going to be? It's all going to be about that damn coffee pot. Or is it actually going to be about, well, I'm lucky. I live a block away from a Starbucks. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to go buy a new coffee pot. I'm going to come home and I'm going to just reposition my day and the rest of the day is going to look better. Right. It's like um, the term pivoting. Yeah. You just pivot. Yes. Oh, this. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. going to pivot. We need to pivot. Now, you may get tired of pivoting. Yeah. I, the last few years, I think people feel like they were spinning in a, in a, in a you know, just an endless like a hurricane, circle, right? right? Um, but that idea of pivoting is also about pivoting and you knowing your strengths to get to where you got to go. Knowing your strengths, exactly. Yeah, I feel like one of my strengths is my communication skills. Yeah. And the way that I'm so social with people. Yeah. I love talking to people. It feeds me You're so much. You're great at it. Thank you. Thank you. Really you. I are. really appreciate that. And you have a great voice too. Thank you. So you should do definitely do a podcast. You have a, you have a great voice. I can hear you like people go, I like listening to her her podcast. It brings me peace and makes me reflect. <laughs> right. No, yeah. and people say that to me in conversation with me. Right. They right. say I could listen to you talk for hours because what you're saying holds value. Yeah. And and that means so much to me because I, I want my words to hold value. Right. I hold a lot of value to my words. Right. Um, and so just hearing you say that, like, thank you. No, that's, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I have a, um, a friend who actually was in student activities for many, many, many years. She did orientation, student activities, leadership, that kind of thing. And she um, always wanted to go into radio and she never did. And then um, she started, uh, her husband and her built a studio in their home, and she does audiobooks. Okay. So she reads, she's the, the, the person who reads the book, right? And, uh, and I'm like, you have the best voice. Like, she, like when she talks, I'm like, if I ever write an, a book, I want you to be my audiobook person. I don't want people to listen to me. I want them to listen to you. <laughs> Like the soothing voices. Oh, she has an unbelievable I, voice. I love audiobooks, yeah. but yeah. sometimes you're the one on YouTube, you get the free ones, and yeah. you hear the voice, and you go, oh, no, I gotta, no, no, find, no, I I gotta find another one. No, well, no and, that, and there's some apps out there now where you can get, like, I see it, you know, like with a newspaper article or magazine, and like, you wanna listen to it, and you click it, and it's an, it's clearly not a human. Mm -hmm. It is a, a robot. It's, it's a robot, and I'm like, nope, can't listen to that. And, and, what really puts me over the edge is when people like my husband listens to uh, either it be podcasts or recordings or whatever. He likes to do it like at one and a half times. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it, it, that will literally push me over the edge because I can't do it. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like, it's like, Oh no, I can't. And it's like, I, I don't mind people who talk. I I'm a fast talker. Mm -hmm. That's not it. But there's that kind of, um, it's unnatural. It's, right. It's, it's fake. Mm -hmm. And, and you're like, this is, this has been manipulated and I don't like that feeling. And it tenses me up when I listen. And, um, you know, I had a student, uh, recently, one of my grad students and he said, Oh, I listen to everything at like one and three quarter times. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you know, and even this morning, um, one of the, one of the presenters, um, let me remember who said it. Oh, it was Lanita. And she was talking about how, what you listen and what you consume and what you kind of absorb. And, you know, to that, that impacts you in terms of 
who you become. Absolutely. And how Absolutely. you're acting. And I feel like if I listen to things at one and a half speed, I, I am not only absorbing it faster, but it's like my, it's almost like when you eat too fast and your stomach can't keep up with it. And it's the same kind of idea to me. It's like, I'm, I'm absorbing this way too fast. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm a heightened anxiety level jewel. I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, I can't take it. You know, and I don't like it. So. And like, if you're listening to something quickly, yeah. you're doing things quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no. some people that's okay for them. That's yeah, no. how they work. I can't. I, I can't. No, yeah, I no. can't. I, I, you know, I don't mind listening to upbeat music while I'm cleaning the house or cooking dinner or something like that, but that not consuming information, you know, like that's not for me. I, yeah. I'm a, I'm big. I'm a big advocate for conscious consumption. Yeah. In all cases, you yeah. know, food, yeah. TV. Yeah. Podcasts, yeah. what, whatever you're listening to and consuming is you're becoming. Yeah. So I agree with you. And like, if you're listening to things that are going to make you successful, that are going to help lift you and others, yeah, it's inevitable that yeah. you're just going to rise. Yeah. But if you're watching things and consuming things that are bringing you down, yeah, it's inevitable you're going to it's going to affect you and bring you down. I absolutely agree with you, Jewel. Any other questions you have? Um. Oh, I don't have any questions necessarily, but I wanted to thank you for the opportunity to come this on is here. Great. And um, I think it's interesting how we, like, is that yep, an applause? It is applause. Oh, we got people. So this is the you. cool thing about, <laughs> about Fireside. There are people in the audience and they're listening to us right now through the app and uh, they can actually applaud and, uh, you know, they can make a reaction sounds and uh, it's really cool. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to thank you for the opportunity to be here because I feel like we create our realities. Yeah. Like, at, like we are conscious creators. Yeah. And so I feel like this opportunity was brought into my space so mm. that I could walk away with the understandings that I am walking away with. I love that. And I definitely want to say you definitely affected me oh, and my decisions so moving forward. Thank, so you, thank so you so much. Well, thank you. This was great. I have had so much fun. Okay, there we go. Oh, now we got some. <laughs> right, so we are having the best time here. And uh, I have really enjoyed um, meeting the students and being with these faculty members. And uh, it's just been great. It really has been great. Um, and, uh, you know, I appreciate you. And everybody who is at the conference will get an email from me. Uh, with the links to all the episodes so that you can listen to it. Um, it'll show you how to download it off of um, my replay places like um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartMusic Podcasts. And then it'll also give you instructions on how to download the, Ford, uh, how to download the Fireside app. Um, so if you have an iPhone or an iOS device like an iPad, you can download it and you can tune into the show and you can be in the audience anytime I'm on the air. So that'd be great. As well as there's other amazing creators on this app, people who you've never heard of and people who you're like, that's a famous person. Um, and so it's a great space. So I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that if you, you'll have my contact information, you're like, can I, how do I find out more about this? I'm happy to get you in touch. So there okay. you go. All thank right. You. Yes, it was great you. to meet you, Jewel. And thank you. And, um, this is Office Hours with Dr. DeVoe. We are live uh, from the Commit to Excellence conference. Um, and I'm going to do a time check and because I have a session to do. Oh, I have a session to do. So uh, there you go. So thank you, everybody. I have a session to do. Thank you. And
and uh, have a great day. And remember, get out there and learn something.